This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Eurizio, founder of Soul Language, and this is Ask and Answered by Soul. This podcast is dedicated to providing you with tangible tools to embody your divinity, create a life based on freedom. Each podcast is focused on a topic that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. During each show, I ask an expert three key questions so you can understand that you're not alone on this journey and that your soul is key to forming a life full of abundance, purpose, and passion. The goal of each interview is for you to take away a practice that you can do right now to change your life and understand what assistance is out there in the universe to support you. And today I'm with Jennifer Hoff and we're, we're talking about impacting your community and why that's so important. Mm. Jennifer was a corporate economist with a large multinational company until she got physically sick, migraines, depression, and fibromyalgia from toxic, toxic exposure and watched her life fall into effort and struggle. She then traveled the world and worked with scientists, doctors, and mystics, and of course, spiritual leaders who collaborated, who corroborated the tie between our vitality our abundance and our ability to flow and the laws of physics and made an astounding full, astounding full recovery. Her restlessness journey to fully heal showed her that the understanding, the relationship of physics to life, not only affected her health, but also her finances, business, energy, and communication. She became passionate about developing leading edge systems to assist her clients to achieve a quantum leap results in all areas of her life. Welcome, Jennifer. Happy to be here, Jennifer. (laughs) I love the name. Okay, so the first question I want to ask is what has your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Um, do you have a year? I know. Uh, I, <laughs> I would, one of the things that came to mind, uh, comes to mind when you ask that question is what's current, you know, and, you know, in my life right now, what, what's really present is that, uh, that people tend to feel alone when they're left to their own devices and when we are uh, when circumstances are such that we have to uh, be introspective it can get a little scary and uh, and it'll get a little bit overwhelming and so in these crazy times of great change with so much polarity going on which there always is in life but seems to be a little bit more intense in the last few years. Um, What my soul is telling me is that it calls for more vulnerability, more being available, more um, letting my insides out, more uh, letting people know how I feel than before. Because if I can't be geographically next to them, and you don't know this about me, but my parents live in Canada. That's where I'm from. And so... uh, So in order to feel close to them, I've been 
just sharing a lot more of my heart with them and they've been sharing a lot more with me. So there's this communal feeling that transcends geography. So that's something that uh, is really near to near and dear to me right now. Not only being more vulnerable to the people with the people that I love, but also more real with my own self in ways that I've uh, let's say uh, whitewashed myself or, or, uh, gaslit my own self, you know, uh, by making, uh, making stuff up or trying to hide or trying to keep it safe or cu- trying to keep it under control. So getting super real with myself is what's, what's going on right now. Um, and being able to bring myself into a level of congruence with my heart's calling such that I become you know, that I, I feel like when we do that, we just become a little bit more superhuman. We become a little bit more, um, a little bit more divine powerful. Yeah. We love it. You know, I think one of the things that I learned, uh, you know, being an introvert was during the pandemic was how important community is, uh-huh. you know, and really um, living life in a community state. Yeah. And I think that there's a movement towards that more than ever before. And so if people want, why should people understand in a deeper way that community is so important and how do they start to engage in community? Cause sometimes it's so hard, especially for introverts. Oh yeah. And, and believe it or not, I'm also an introvert. <laughs> so most people think, Oh, Jennifer, you're so full of life and extroverted. And, and uh, there's a difference between being in love with people and being extroverted. I right. love people. Right. So that goes without saying it's the, it's the uh, really needing my time to find spaciousness in my body to be able to hear the solutions and answers that are coming to me that uh, pertain to being out in community. So why is it a time to be in community? Well, so I asked this question at the beginning of of the year, every year, Jennifer, and uh, (laughs) it's fun saying my word back to some, my name (laughs) back to someone, by the way. So I asked this question at the beginning of every year and maybe you want to ask yourself or everyone listening wants to ask themselves. It's a powerful question. The question was inspired by a guy named Shannon Graham, but I sort of made it my own since then. It goes something like this. What is the, so just take a deep breath just so we can all take it in. Cause I'm going to take it in with everybody as they're listening. Cause I love answering the question. What is the greatest thing that I could do that would be the most efficient use of everything I've ever learned that would cause the deepest contribution to humanity that would make, uh, have me waking up in the morning inspired with energy that would leave me at the end of my life feeling fulfilled and knowing that I've lived a life of meaning. It's a pretty big question. Mm-hmm. So in answer to that question, about two years ago, my dear friend, Jeannie, and general manager, Jeannie, she, she came up with this URL. It's called agentsofawakening.com. 
and she didn't didn't know what to do with it. She sat on it because she had just watched people of New read the book People of New York, and she was she loves people like I do, and she thought something's going to come in the world <laughs> that that uh, challenges us to be together and to understand each other, and of course that's happened, okay. and so. And so I woke up one morning and my husband very soon after that had a dream very similar to mine. And I thought there is a way to get everybody together, but get everyone together locally, but globally, locally. So the power of community and the power of us doing something together in community is what came to me. And I realized this is the philanthropic edge of our, of our work, by the way. Um, I realized that I had to answer the question that I was asking at the beginning of the year, a couple of years ago. And the answer was, let's make a global organization that actually brings people together in community locally but globally, let's have a theme to every month and let's have everybody uh, do something communally that makes a difference wherever they live. And we'll have pod leaders and they'll collect their friends and the people in their neighborhoods. And we'll all do uh, a similar contribution back to where we live, wherever we are locally, and then share what we did on a common page communally, so that we can feel like we really aren't separate, that we're not just not separate in ideology, that the, but that the things that are near and dear to each of us are near and dear to all of us. And in having global evidence for local communities that might not look like you or sound like you or be the same height as you or color or whatever it is, all of a sudden, there's a sense that the one place where we come together is in our wanting to give back and our wanting to make a difference. And now this is where I diverge from Maslow's hierarchy of needs that says, you know, you have to make make it in life before you can ever get to self-actualization. I say that's baloney. I actually think that in community and by having compassion, we can actually um, get to self-actualization and you actually don't need to have the biggest house or have made it in your career path. I actually think by doing something that gives back, you raise your frequency so much that it actually attracts the success in the other areas. And that Maslow kind of has it backwards. So that's, that's where I'm, I have a huge passion for building community these days and let me tell you, it's been a challenge. I had to get community in order to build community because like you, I'm an introvert. So mm. I'm not that great at community, but um, these times have called me to get outside of myself and actually, um, and actually do that. It's a big deal. So that it's important because in times when there are other forces trying to divide us, um, I feel like how we make a global shift is we, we don't listen to those forces and we actually listen to our hearts and know the truth. We don't give our power away to those that 
you know, perceptively can look like they're leading when maybe they're not leading at all. They're, they just have an agenda. And the only agenda that matters to me is the agenda of my heart. And, um, I listen, you know, God's megaphone is all that matters. So God creation universe doesn't matter what you call it, but that that's kind of where I'm living these days and what we're paying forward. Love it. So besides getting involved in an organization like yours, yeah. Or actually, let me ask a different question. Yeah. How did you start to attract community so you could build community? It's a great question. I did something really crazy. I moved from, you know, my family, my friends, my everything, got married to an American and moved to the middle of the deep South, as you do <laughs> in the United States. And wow. where I have no community, Jennifer, zero, don't know anyone. Funny thing is, neither did Adam, my sweetie. Mm. And so it kind of throws you into this space of having to find your peeps, right? And so I thought, well, I could find the people that are like me. Here's where I diverge from the norm. But I already have people like me in my business. You know, I, I work with clients who are freaking just unbelievably awesome humans, uh, you know, searching for deeper truths and looking for, you know, how the laws of physics can change their life. But, you know, I'm pretty understanding that my neighbors are probably not going to be like that. <laughs> so here in Asheville, North Carolina. So I decided that I would make my neighborhood my community. And so Adam and I picked 10 houses and we, Adam's a chef. We made food and we just brought, brought food to everybody. Good food. Love it. Yummy, yummy food. Um, we, uh, when our garden was overflowing, we just delivered, you know, there's an older couple behind us. We delivered food there. Uh, we're about to have a spring barbecue with everyone. And these people, these are people that diverge in opinion, political affiliation, et cetera, et cetera. We don't care because that's what community is about. Community is about being in come, being able to come together in the places where we all you know, where we all agree, which is, you know, people are people. We all have different backgrounds. It's been hard for all of us, you know, innately, unless you're sociopathic, you're a good person. You know, you, you, you want to make the world a better place. And so we just talk about things that matter and play games that matter with them and, you know, have each other's phone numbers and text each other and so we've created, we've actually become the hub of a community where the, where there wasn't any. Yeah. Um, for me, getting a community on the block took, uh, the dog dying, getting hit by a car. Oh, right? I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. But the good thing is everyone came out to help. Ah, Right. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. Um, so well, it is, it is amazing, but you know, in times of huge trauma or in times of where something really rough is going on, I think that's where you see, even if you didn't see community before, all of a sudden community starts showing up around you 
and it gets created from the trauma. The thing is, how do we generate that without needing the trauma? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's, that's where we were coming from. It's like, I don't want to wait until something crazy happens in this world. I want to know community already exists and that we've got each other's back. And I think how we change this world is, like I said, locally, and then make that local go global. So, yeah, but we're, we're the ones, right? We're, right. we're, there isn't anybody else. We can't look to whatever leadership we perceive there is to do that. We're, I mean, you can, but nothing's going to change if you do that. It's going to take forever. Right. Yeah. So we're it. So if people are going to remember one bit from our conversation today, what would you suggest? I would, I would, I would go back to that question I asked originally and answer it for yourself. You know, what is the greatest thing that I could do that would be the most efficient use of my skills that would make the biggest difference that would have me waking up inspired and knowing that I could be feel fulfilled and have meaning at the end of my life. That's the first thing. And then act on it. The second thing I would do is what small act and all Adam did is he had a dream, you know, in the morning and he said, you know, what if it was just simple that we just made something really simple that we just brought it to 10 neighbors and we're willing that day or that afternoon to have a conversation with those neighbors, right? So what if we were willing to do that? And so, and so, and so if we were willing to do that, we would then create the connection. We'd start to create the connection. And there's something that happens to your sense of safety, your sense of belonging, your sense of, you know, there's something I used to run the largest nutrition practice in Canada. And I called some, I named an aspect of our health organ cushion. And what it does is it expands your organ cushion. It it allows your nervous system to be able to cope with more without freaking out by knowing that you have community. So, yeah. Love that. So how do people get uh, in touch with you? How do they get more of your goodness? (laughs) Well, one way, of course, is to go to that agentsofawakening.com if you're interested in joining a community of people that are the same are this way inclined. Um, you can get two weeks for free and you can take some of our leading edge courses in those two weeks. And then we invite you to come further. And, and because that's where the project is happening, where we're creating those local communities globally and we're coming together monthly and all that kind of stuff. But if people want a taste of some things they can do to start to get intimate with their own selves you can go to the wideawakening.com forward slash three days. And, uh, and you can always find me on social media. Pretty easy. Love that. So my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever call, you call your higher powers refrigerator, what would your <laughs> magnet say? My magnet would say the issue is never the issue that you made it the issue is really the issue. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for playing with us and helping us 
attract, receive, and utilize com- community so the world is a better place. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jennifer, for doing what you do. You, you're you creating your own community here. So it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. I'm Jennifer Rizzio. The Ask and Answer by Soul podcast is dedicated to helping you understand that your soul is the answer. If you're interested in learning more about the answers of your soul, you can secure your free sacred practice tool at soullanguage.us forward slash sacred practice. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community, leave a comment, review it, contact me directly, but most importantly, reach out to these amazing guests because you won't regret it. Thank you and bye for now, everyone. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric Acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cast production. See you there.